Live from F-E-A-S-T, it's the Heart Nasagi Podcast, episode 106. Welcome everybody to this episode of the Heart Nasagi Podcast, 106. I am Matt, off the top you heard Mike. How you doing, bro? Doing fantastic. Wonderful to be here in all the ways that I can be. Well, that's all we require. Because if you don't bring it, uh, swing it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, as usual, we will uh, combine uh, this uh, wonderful podcast, Video Game Talk, in with the uh, Pro Wrestling Talk at the end. And with us, uh, Mr. Uh, constantly reminding me that he hasn't been on the show in three years, we got Danny back. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm f- glad to finally see light after the both of you holding me captive for three years. <laughs> well... Mm. Okay. He's fine. talking about some real hot stuff right there. Mm. I held him captive. What you did, did I do? Let's leave it up to the view, the listener. Mm. Mike's dungeon, <laughs> Mike's dungeon chamber in the land of Mansfield, or something. I don't know. That's right. <laughs> wow. All the whips and chains are going on around here. Come on. Oh my God, TMI, bro. Mm. Oh my God. I'm so glad to be back in Michigan after that. <laughs> but anyway, 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 anyway. Oh, it's been, yeah, it's been three years. It's been three years since I did this with the three of you. Wait, two of you. My math, oh, my math, my maths is terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> but anyway, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's again, it's been like three years since I did this. And I'm glad to be back, especially now, <laughs> given that uh, I'm doing all this on my new gaming uh, laptop that I got recently. Um, Ooh, sexy. Yeah. So if anyone cares to know what I got, it's the Asus ROG Zephyrus uh, M15 uh, with a 4K display, uh, L- LED with, with an the LED screen, uh, and it has like an Intel Core 7th 10th gen CPU with an NVIDIA GeForce RTX uh, GPU. Uh, basically, uh, it allows me to uh, use ray tracing in my games. But did I got this? I got this laptop for two reasons. The first one is because I am unsure if I'm going to get a PlayStation Five anytime in the future. Mainly because. I'm just not as excited for the the new console generation at this at this time. Um, you know, yes, yes, Demon Souls is coming to PS5, but I need more than just that and like the other PS exclusives. So oh, that's like, all I need. They got me. I still feel like they did because as when we mentioned it on a previous podcast episode, I was just like. You know, I was saying I didn't wasn't gonna get it anymore. I was gonna do it anymore of this shit, but you know, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a cool uh, sounding gibberish with the whole uh, cute name for the uh, brand names and everything about your laptop and yeah, so I'm sure it, it means like... something to somebody and all that. Yeah, all those numbers yeah. and letters. Yeah, and so it has like a one terabyte SSD. Um, which oh, I, I understand mean... that. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and, and, and along with a 16 gigabyte RAM and stuff, but I'm not completely an idiot. Uh, it sounds sound somewhat like my current PC with a. Is is yours in? Does, does that? Uh, it would make sense to me. It would make sense if a laptop started using a 
the M.2 SSDs. Is that what yours has or not? Uh, I am not sure what that means, but... Okay. I was about but... to say, it sounds too technical. <laughs> it's not technical. <laughs> it's, it's, it's what the PS5 will allow the user to replace. Uh, well, not replace. It won't have one in it, I don't think, initially. Oh, are you talking uh, about the SSD? Um, yes. What kind oh, of SSD is it? Um, that I don't know, but uh, but I wouldn't be surprised if like, you know, like, like, well, I have the box with me. If what's what's the uh, what's the name of what's the model again? Asus Zephyrus what? Uh, Asus Zephyr Asus Rogue Zephyrus M15. So ROG is like ROG or Republic for Gamer Republic of Gamers, okay. whatever, like. <laughs> Just that then, cringe. Just that cringe. Oh my god! The name of the thing. M fifteen. Yes. M fifteen. Okay. Let, let me let me see if I can find the specs on this thing. Just to, so I get an idea of what it's what it's like. Uh, well, real quick, while you're looking that up, let me just uh, mention the first thing just to get it out of the way. Riot Games in partnership with controversial Saudi Saudi City project results in media backlash because you know. My whole issue is, of course, if anyone's listened to any podcast I've done, is that, uh, you know, same with WWE, Riot Games is simply just doing some stupid bullshit with Saudi Arabia, and of course, that's it's just a, a way for Saudi Arabia to get their propaganda out there so that they can act like they're making wonderful progress despite keeping women as second-class citizens and among other things. And being really oppressive. Hey, dude. Did you do witchcraft? That's not really a real thing. Well, yes, sir, I did. Okay, death it is to you. What the fuck? So, you know. Yeah. So I think I've exhausted my kind of my complaints up this point, but you know. But anyway, going back to uh, Tech Talk. <laughs> um, yes. So the other reason why I uh, wanted a gaming laptop, well, actually, this goes into two sub-reasons. The first one being uh, I just wanted a gaming laptop uh, for once in my um, miserable life, if you can call it that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and it's just that, pardon me, I'm just breaking my knuckles as I talk about this, but... um. But I highly doubt this will be overheard and stuff. But but no, it's just that apparently Apple is really pissing me off. <laughs> uh, mainly because ever since I uh, um, installed Mac OS Catalina, most of my programs, um, you know, ones that rely on 32-bit processing, do not work anymore. So I had to go out of my way to, you know, make a lot of fixes just to have some of my uh, software running properly. And it's gotten to a point where I can't even play the majority of my games on Steam because of it. And so I'm just like, really? oh, yeah. That's yeah. stupid. Well, yeah, I, that, I would be mad about that, too. Well, welcome to welcome to the PC side where it's a lot more open. Uh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And the other reason is mods. Uh, so I've been playing, oh, yeah, I've definitely. been playing like the classic Quake games, like the actual first two Quake games that I didn't play proper at the time because I was stuck with the consoles, and mm -hmm. you know, along with like like replaying Doom, you know, with the 
with GZ Doom, uh, that mod where you can actually play the game with a mouse and keyboard, where you can actually look around rather than using the mouse um, to swivel left and right. I, to I actually, uh, actually, a long time ago, I remember uh, messing with some Doom mods like that, you know, for for a more somewhat more modern experience, you know, and one of them was uh, like to use things like that where you have mouse and mouse uh, uh, and keyboard control at the same time in that game, which uh, doesn't really ch- change too much of the aiming per se. Yeah. Because, because the aiming still has infinite up and vertical, you know, uh, range because, of course, at the time, the game, that's how the game was built because you couldn't aim up and down. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's, but it's, it's still it's nice to have like, the it's idea of oh, it. Sorry. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's, it's nice to have the idea of, you know, just pointing at the actual target and if they're above or below you. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically like Doom uh not Doom, Duke 3D where you know like you're oh. just aim, mm-hmm. you're, you're just like basically aiming but no matter where you aim uh you're it's still going to uh hit the enemy no matter. Yeah. But I just like it because it's just free roaming and stuff and you can even have the option to uh do a jumping feature which does change the way you play it. But yeah, um, I haven't played a run of the mods yet, but um, I'm I'm definitely going to as soon as I delve deeper into you know that stuff. And then with like Quake, uh, like when I first ran the game, um, it did run on software, and it and it and it and the screen like blew up to a point you can barely see anything. So I did I did download the mod called Quakeasm, which allowed me to use the resolution uh, that would best match my. Um, so screen. it was a, it was initially a software only software mode that that used the uh, native resolution of the game. Yes. And so, then, it, and it, but it was upscaled to 4K. Um. Um. Yeah. So I it upscaled yeah. to 4K. So like that, it, that would look bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So basically, with this mod, it went into a native 4K, meaning that I can like play the game in the in the 16 by 9 aspect ratio while running at a very smooth frame rate. And then for Quake 2, which um, I got all these in a bundle when Bethesda recently had their sale. Mm -hmm. And um, it included uh, Quake 2 RTX, which allows you to play the game using ray tracing. Um, And again, it's an option to play this on it. You can play in OpenGL if you want, but I mainly wanted to try it out just to see how ray tracing ran, and from what I uh, played, basically I had to set it to dynamic resolution with a 30% minimum and a 90% maximum, uh, you know, dynamic dynamic range, just to um, uh, get the smooth 60 FPS. But and so after after I played around with that, I was like, mm, I like it's nice and all, but I'm gonna go switch to OpenGL where the frame rate is like in 150 FPS average. Um, yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> some of those old games you can run really fast now, and but they're really nice though. Uh, that way, my my problem with my current PC in running older games like it hasn't like I, I'm just using integrated graphics that my processor has, and it can't run. It doesn't have any OpenGL support so i can't run quake one with 3d graphics and i can't run quake two at all (laughs) so i would have to get i would have to get a separate video card to run that stuff which is weird to think of considering how old it is but i did i did look up the the specs for your your laptop it does 
it does indeed have an M.2 uh, solid state drive. Oh, wow. It, so, nice. Which is the same as my current PC. I got one for this because I mean, it's my first solid state drive ever. Um, so I skipped over the, you know, the SATA ones that, that have been around for a while and mm-hmm. just went right to this one. And even though I found out shortly after I got my PC that the one I have is not, is actually kind of slow for for this uh, um, version of a, of a solid state drive. But it's, uh, of course, to me, it's still super fast because it is compared to anything else uh, of the older tech. And uh, it boots up Windows in like literally seconds and it's pretty crazy and yet and yet the uh, ps5 ssd internal is supposed to be way faster than even this one so that's crazy to me to think yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah like for now ps5 will have the fastest ssd but eventually the pc market will like annihilate that <laughs> well yeah i'm sure but yeah. uh but either way uh yeah ps5 is supposed to have a you know the same the, this same exact kind of hard drive uh, expansion internally, the M.2 drives um, for users to insert, but that'll be in addition to the one you can't remove that's proprietary. Um, yeah, true. But they'll they'll have to be fast enough, and apparently Sony's going to have a list of you know acceptably fast enough ones eventually whenever they can. But yeah, I yeah. just hope they don't go proprietary like they did with PSP and Vita. Like, holy shit, that was fucking dumb. No, they're not. Because <laughs> otherwise, it wouldn't be these, and that's what they're that's what they're they said it's going to be. So, which is good because they're they're really small. Um, if you, I know you can't see it. I know you can't really open up your own system, but yeah, they they look like sticks of RAM basically. If you don't really, if you know what those look like, it's just it looks like a stick of just like RAM chips, but it's not. Well, it's it, hard drive. Yeah, I can I can get an idea what you're talking about. And they but... and they're, and they're, and they're not uh, they're not they don't sit seat vertically uh, from the, perpendicular to the board. They actually sit seat uh, parallel with the board. They lay flat. Uh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks, uh, Patrick Norton and Leo Laporte, for that wonderful <laughs> segment. Yeah. yeah. So the last thing Jesus. I want to mention, uh, well, the other, well, the other, other reason why I got my game game laptop is because I want to play Dark Souls within with a stable frame rate. <laughs> like, like. Well, it's stable on PS4. <laughs> uh, uh, the not to the his frame- liking, apparently. Well, the well. <laughs> well the frame it's mainly because no well the frame pra- the frame pacing on PS4 for these games you know namely Dark Souls three and Sekiro are just get on my nerves you know it's not oh, the, well the newer ones yeah not so much <laughs> yeah I mean I mean Dark Souls one and two on PS4 are fine but it's just like the newer ones are I just can't deal with and that in fact that I do want to do uh I want to play around with the mods for you know, all of the games because, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just one of those people who are like, I played enough of the game that I want to like experiment more. On yeah. And- well, that's, that's part of the, I would say that's, that's the key uh, difference in PC gaming yeah. versus consoles is just the freedom to do other things than just what they, you, you purchased, you know? So it's always fun. I used to do that stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I like, know. uh, I mean, I did that with ROM hacking, where I played so many um, ROM hacks of Aria of Sorrow. It's crazy. Because <laughs> I just fucking love that game so much. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so. 
But yeah. Yes, and the evils of emulation is open up to you now in a big, huge way, which yeah. is always fun. Yeah, but evil. but you know, I I but I do I do want to take care of my investments. So you know, like I mean, you know, but, but yeah, it's just like for for Max, for me personally, I may, I mainly do that. I mainly do it for work purposes. But like, if I want to if I want to like game on a computer, PC is highly recommended. And I'm not saying that because I'm an Apple user. I'm saying that because it's true. <laughs> so, and of course you can do, and, and aside from that, you can actually do a lot more on PC, which again, I have to reiterate for people who, you know, are stuck listening, stuck watching that Mac versus PC ad from the 2000s. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I like, mean, I, yeah, I remember. I'm not, not going to say there's no there's no advantages, there's no reason, good reason for for Macs. It's just like, but personally for me, I always liked the more open uh, PC platform, and I also yeah. always prefer the fact that you know, typically uh, for the same hardware, the cost is lower on PC stuff. Yeah, so. but the reason why I prefer working on a Mac is because um, the shortcut commands are a lot easier to remember, and the fact that like like when when you have to take like screen caps or stuff, it's a lot easier than what you have to do with Windows. Um, but again, again, you know, like it. But for me, because I am an artist and I have to do references and stuff, and it just makes it easier for me to do. Whereas on PC, I understand that it they have to still go with the whole you know system that they have done for a long time. But but hey, you know, like it's to one's convenience. Um, and you know that's. The, but yeah. But yeah, so I'm definitely gonna have some fun uh, playing all of the stupid mods that are out there. But yes, the or, the, the PC is your oyster, <laughs> and and I and I'm the scallop. Absolutely. <laughs> but but other than that, um, but other than that, um, I've just been like in and out of like playing games on Switch and PS4, uh, just like. On the Switch side of things, just to make it quick, um, uh, I've just been playing Animal Crossing like there's no tomorrow because, you know, like, just to quote a co-worker, it's a doll health simulator. <laughs> but, but yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. For, for me, uh, I have been playing some of my, some of the AAA games that um, I haven't played yet. Uh, yeah, yeah, on PS4, yeah, same here. Yeah, so like Uncharted 4, God mm -hmm. of War 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, most recently, currently in the middle of Sp Spider-Man. And uh, so that one's Get fun. that damn web crawler. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I like it enough <laughs> that I actually... Wasn't when I initially announced, you know, some games for PS5, and they announced that, you know, spin-off shorter game, the Miles Morales one. I wasn't initially like I didn't care too much because it's like I didn't even know how much I cared about the base, the 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 one I'm playing now. But then now I'm playing it, I'm just like, yeah, yeah, probably get that PS5 now that I'm playing this and actually like it enough, you know. Probably. Yeah, the Miles Morales uh, announcement was enough for me to convince myself. Yeah, I want to try this eventually. Um, you know, like it's been high on my list for a long time, but I can't really say much about Spider-Man because I haven't played it yet. But I, but in regards to God of War and Uncharted Four, um, 
as far as I'm concerned, they're my favorites in the series, respectively. Um, you know, like, like I still have love for the first, like, the original God of Wars, you know, namely 1 and 2, which I played, but God of War, you know, just, you know, you know, as to quote Mike, you know, it's a restart. <laughs> like, like they finally yeah. restarted the God of War series, you know, the quote episode uh, 34, I think it was. Yeah, they kind of, uh, with this one, they pretty much, it's a kind of a simultaneously a sequel and a reboot because yeah, while, while a lot of it is is uh, starting fresh, but also the character and the, and things related to the story, you know, it's clearly the same character and they're moving that forward. So, so there are ties to the old games, which is usually not a thing in reboots. So it's neat to see it. And I really enjoyed that game a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I I I'd find playing as Kratos Soggy. <laughs> yeah, um so um so um I, in case anyone's wondering, I did do a little doodle for them again probably like a couple weeks ago. Uh just, you know, portraying Matt as uh Brooklyn's character, you know, his Brooklyn caricature as uh Artreus and Mike's um you know, my character of him as Kratos, and and behind them is uh, their, like, I, I actually did this whole mythology of Ohio. <laughs> Why was that it? Uh, yeah, Ohio. Like, yeah, like, in, in, instead of the nine realms, it's the nine counties that they, uh, at the time, uh, had to put the mask mandate over. Excuse me, sir, <laughs> it's 88 counties? Jesus Christ, if we're gonna do Ohio, get it right. <laughs> Well, well. Remember, this was before <laughs> before your governor decided. Oh, well, let's just do this that we should have done a couple months ago. Yeah, he's not perfect. Neither no, is mine. Definitely but... is more. He definitely is smarter about it than fucking say I don't know Florida. <laughs> right. Good lord. Oh the oh Santas can eat my whole ass. Let's just say. <laughs> <laughs> just like Danbury, right. Connecticut. Uh, which is funny because Major was replied to that and said, "Yep, Danbury does suck." And I was like, oh, "That's right, you live in Connecticut. He would know." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like uh, I really, I really enjoyed uh, God of War, uh, you know, Boy Edition. <laughs> yes, I would say of the of the three Triple uh, A games I mentioned, I've been playing of recent. I would say it's probably the one I like the most of all the three. Yeah, you guys talk say. about triply, uh, triple triple A, yes, triple A. Yeah, uh, that's right. I played. I played an old triple A game. It was uh, a Duracell Sun. Oh, I liked it. God, Infamous. no, yeah. no, 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 no. No not. what? I hate. Oh that my game. God! Because of the way, because. Because some white chick uh, voiced the the Indian woman I liked. Uh, no, because Troy, no, called. because uh, no, because uh, the main character, along with the other characters, are voiced by non-white actors. I realize and, that. And I, I remember, that. I'm not, I'm not apologizing yeah, for it, but I still like the characters. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, you know, honestly, I did like the gameplay. The gameplay and stuff is like definitely the best the series has ever had. But in terms of its, its story. I was not a fan of, and, you know, like, when I found out, uh, you know, I remember, I remember on the PS4 review back, back then, when it was announced that the, 
the main protagonist was native, I was like, yay! But then when Mad Tiger told me of the ugly, unfortunate truth, I was like, huh? <laughs> White guy Troll Baker is now Native American. Oh, wait. No. A man, a plan, and an aerosol can. I don't know any Native who says that. I don't know all. anyone who says that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Native or otherwise. Yeah, exactly. It's and like... I'll stop it at He says it all the time, and I'm like, okay, you rhymed again. Thanks. Yeah, it's just Stop you know, it. like, like you know, like I like Troy Baker, you know, like his acting and stuff, you know, you know, aside from you know his recent antics and stuff on like, whatever, but it was just a weird like for for me, um, it it wasn't just about the voice acting, but it was more of the fact that Sucker Punch did not do any research or any consultation at all when they were doing all that. And even when it was implied, it was not implied the way it should have. So that's why whenever someone tells me what's a better game, uh, what's a better AAA game, you know, that does a better job of that, I always go with the original Prey or Assassin's Creed 3. But... But no, like I have a love hate relationship with this game. Like, like I enjoy, I I do enjoy the gameplay and stuff, but I'm not a fan of the like, uh, the other secondary stuff. But yeah, most of the story is pretty, pretty basic, you know. Uh, pretty basic, uh, what government oppression with that, you know. So is is AC three also Whitey McWhite voicing too? Uh no, uh he it no, um the main character Connor is actually voiced by a native actor. Um oh, Noah nice. Watts. Yeah. So on Okay, Twitter, well that alone I'll... I guess I'll give that game a second shot, even though some of the gameplay in that sucks ass. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean I agree, like like the ship the ship mini game. Yeah, that's stuff, why I stopped. I'm not a fan yeah. of. So yeah, like I'm I mainly fan like in terms of gameplay, I like the frontier and discovering glitches. <laughs> Uh, mainly because, <laughs> mainly because you know, Animus is a really fucked up program. So of course, there's going to be problems within the game. But yep. of course, let's not let's of course let's not talk about Ubisoft, given what they're going through right now. <laughs> Surprisingly, I don't have any actual uh, articles on them. But yes, uh, it's so funny how like I just never like I don't even know how to say his Frenchy name, but. You know, the head of the company was all like, ah, well, I just now came across this problem. I'm like, really? How long have you been running this fucking company and you seriously going to tell me? He's such a you liar. You never knew before, especially when it it re- is, um, it involves people that he's, like the top executives that are around him all the time. Like, the fuck, you did not know bullshit. He's, he's such a liar. He's he a is. bad one, too. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like I'm just. What could I have done? How he's either, could he's either covering it up, or I mean, he, he's he's either lying or he's really negligent in his job, which is not a good look either way. Yeah, like I'll never understand, you know, the corporate side of like just protecting people like that. It's like, you know, like. Well, that imp- also know, shows it, that it also shows that you know. You know, you can only you, working hard doesn't get you most places. You have to know people, and yeah, make nope. them, and you have to you have to do the stupid shit I don't like to do, which is basically be their teacher's pet and shit, just to fucking you know get their good graces so that you can get, get basically uh, get promoted will be more of a uh, fuck I don't know what the word of what this thing I say, but you know basically you get in their good graces so that you can uh, get a favor from them. 
and that is in the form but, of a better position. But Matt, he's what? Give Gumo. He's just like, he, but he has people that are, you know, uh, problematic uh, in their uh, behavior and their uh, uh, treatment of other people. But on the other hand, he's their friend. So what can oh. you do? Mm-hmm. What can you do? <laughs> uh, we can do without Ubisoft as a company then. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> yep, me too. There's very little I care about with. In fact, basically nothing I care about Ubisoft these well, days. So it, yes, well, I can it makes me do think of. Them. It makes me think of the, uh, of when the U.S. government bailed out the auto industry. I'm like, um, you know, automobiles are in very much a demand. If their GM's not there or whoever the fuck had to go under. Why did you have to save them? Because only GM can make cars? No, somebody else can come in and take their spot. And, and uh, I hate, fill the and void. I, yeah, and I hate to break it to everyone, but American cars are dumb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, guys, they're just dumb. No. <laughs> That's a good argument, dumb. Dumb. Yeah. All dumb. But no, it's I, just I buy the, the argument. But yeah, just like, <laughs> um, yeah, like, to be on good if you know, you know, like Beyond Good and Evil 2, the game that I've been wanting to play for one time. I'm not excited for it anymore, especially given all that's going on with Ubisoft. So, so what? So I don't really care anymore. <laughs> don't worry, it's not coming out anyway. Oh, I know, I know. At this rate, with all the fucking like stops and starts and long breaks of uh, any news or details ever, it's like there's there's no way that game's coming out. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't expect it as much. Um, but you know, going back to Infamous and stuff. Um, the other game that um, that's coming out soon. It's called This Land Is My Land. I'm not excited for that one either because it's you know it's done by a European developer who hasn't done any consultation or research as well. So screw that game too. <laughs> <sighs> games are great. Uh, yeah, speaking yeah, of great yeah. games, Mike, um, we gotta get on with the show. So thanks for all those arousing. Uh, that rousing 36 minutes. Um, but uh, <laughs> uh, but I, uh, I just of... want to say something quickly about Uncharted 4. I love it. Mm-hmm. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> okay, that's good enough. Uh, yeah, I like it too. Um, speaking of good games, Mike, Double Dragon Force getting some online modes. You just know you're really happy about that. Uh, <coughs> <coughs> yeah. mm. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Came down with something. You say Double Dragon 4? I said. Excuse me. <laughs> oh. Mm. Yeah. First of all, it's very strange that that game has been out for three years, and they finally do something. <laughs> what is? I it still can't believe it. Now, apparently, of course, it's just an update. There's no, it's not DLC or anything. But it's just basically it's just taking all the uh, the modes it already offers and it's just putting them online as well, which is nice. Too bad the game sucks, so it's not worth playing right. with anyone. Because <laughs> that that would mean you're sharing this shit game with a friend, and they're likely not to be your, much your friend for much longer. You know, so, <laughs> if they play that with you. So. Well, I would friend say the in... same thing for uh, the Windjammers online servers back then. What about Windjammers? I mean, if if it's gonna be as you know, I don't know anything about you know. The online how online is going to be with you know Double Dragon Four, but if it's going to be as bad as Windjammers servers at the time, oh yeah, Windjammers was not the the re-release of Windjammers is not a great. 
not super great online. It, it 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 can be fine depending on who you're connecting to. Oh, I I know, um, I know, like I know because we we went against each other and we yeah. just laughed our asses off of that one <laughs> one oh, that particular glitch, the yeah. glitch goal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That, it just like connected to your player and it just moved moving you back and forth rapidly before it finally scored the goal for me. Yeah. It was freaking hilarious. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the only, that's the only good thing I can say about the, the online on that. <laughs> Hey, I actually hey, have F- that moment. Uh, I have that moment uh, uh, in a anime gif, by the way. Still, nice, it's fantastic. A friend indeed needs bad games. Something. What? Huh? Never mind. <laughs> you guys jabber too long. I couldn't remember what I was going to say. I would, uh, I, would I, I would never impose it on my worst enemies. Yes, you would. Okay. Is somebody is somebody here asking for me to buy them Double Dragon Four, <laughs> so we could play them? No, hell no, I was not asking for that. <laughs> um, Street Fighter Five getting more DLC, new characters. Mike, let us know what those characters are. Indeed. So yes, they are. Uh, well. This is actually related to another article that you have, uh, or yeah, it's where Yoshiori Ono is no longer or not gonna be. I don't he, consider that related. Yeah, it is actually. It's related because he Yoshinori Ono is the fighting game guy at, at Capcom for I, I quite know some time that. now. So anyway, um, so but his influence has been all over Street Fighter since he's been there for for some time now. So it is actually a big deal because uh, the people heading up Street Fighter V's uh, last year of new stuff is actually not, has nothing, he's not with that now. So mm-hmm. he's not doing any of this. He didn't decide any of this stuff or say anything about it. So as much as I, well, I'll get to him later. But anyway, um, so that, as far as um, the new characters, uh, they're bringing back the... Uh, Dan Hibiki, uh, the perennial joke character, which I would like to finally uh, have that character stop being a joke character and be a character that is just humorous, uh, but actually still good to play, you know, and so, viable. So right. in other words, am I a joke to you? <laughs> so like, what I mean is like, for example, no, see, his Blanca, name is Dan and yours is Danny. Yeah. So it's not no, that, that was not. That, no, that was not my intention. But I understand. <laughs> you know, like I still don't understand why he, this character is as a joke character. I mean, I do, but we can explain still... it. There oh, is no, an I... explanation. It's oh, oh, called oh, oh, a. Oh. It's called a. Okay. Uh, SNK has. Yeah, I, I Yeah, I know. Artifacting. It's based on he's he's ba- he is not some of his look like his clothes and stuff are based on Rio which is one of the main characters in that game. And the reason he has such crappy fucking like fireballs and short range stuff like that is because when the spirit bar gets low in order of fighting, that's basically what it amounts to. So that's mm-hmm. what they're doing. So they joke about yeah. that. So that's the point. Yeah. But, yeah, it's, but... It, but it's, it's weird that, you know, it's that he like, you know, like I, I've read up on the character and stuff, but it's just like, why not make him like, character with what Mike talked about. Like, he shouldn't be described as a joke character anymore. He looks like he's an established character within the Street Fighter, you know, 
he, uh, he is. He's been around a long time. He's been in lots of games. And so what, what I'm saying is like, for example, uh, from the beginning, Blanca was a character that always had humor attached to him, but he's not a joke character. He's like, he's actually can be good. You see what I'm saying? Whereas uh, Dan was basically entirely uh, uh, come up with for the sake of ribbing SNK at the time. Yeah. And for a long time, and that, of course, meant he was bad on purpose. Whereas Blanc is not bad on purpose. He's he's a lot of times he's not the best character, but sometimes he is, and and uh, in any given game he appears in. But uh, but that that's the thing, you know, like his jokeness is what makes him bad. But but I I don't I don't I want him to be a character like I said that's a good character that just you know because he's a humorous character as well and I, and just just. Take the joke part out and make him a character that's actually fun to play. That's not shit. That's all I want. Um, also, they are bringing uh, other characters back, like Rose. Uh, she's a good character. I really like her. Uh, so she's coming back. Oro from Street Fighter Three. Uh, this will be the first time he appears playable in any game since Street Fighter Three. So. Uh, be interesting to see what he's like in this game, and I'm just looking at this artwork. And so, is the turtle going to be part of the gameplay? <laughs> Judging by the oh, art. <laughs> no, most likely not. He doesn't have any moves related to turtles. Oh, okay, Mike, this I... is this is uh, Street Fighter Five. They've changed some characters, and they're now always play like you. Remember. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so there, who there knows could be something at this like, point? Yeah, maybe. It's possible. I Turtles suppose, abound, but... maybe. Who knows? Yeah, I, I doubt it, but we'll see. <laughs> Cowabunga, um, yeah. And like you're, know, you're right? immediately also saying, like, oh, yeah, Rose is a good character. But again, Rose as she was, not Rose as she's going to be, probably. So We'll see. I mean, they did change. Uh, maybe Seth she'll get a turtle, completely... too. Maybe. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Like, Seth was completely different when they brought him back for Street exactly. Fighter Five, And so is uh, Poison. Because her Street Fighter Four iteration is way different than her Street Fighter Five one. Uh, so, uh, also, there, there's an additional character we still don't know about. That's the one left for an announcement. But uh, the last one here, I can actually mention that they actually announced it was a really big surprise, which is uh, Akira Kazuma from Rival Schools is going to be in Street Fighter Five, which is surprising to me because. Then they have brought over, uh, previously brought over uh, Kilske f- from Rival Schools into Kakon vs. Sisuke 2 a long time ago. And they brought over Batsu from that same game series into Tatsunoko vs. Capcom. So this is a new one here, a new. I was because I would expect just to be one of those other two again, but uh, it's actually not. So it's kind of interesting. I did I did revisit uh, the first Rival Schools because I still own it uh, recently. To because I never played Akira in that in that game that much, and I can see why because she's real basic and not that interesting. <laughs> so as far as like play actually active playing her, so I don't know. So I would definitely hope that there's a lot more to her in Street Fighter V when she makes her appearance, because, uh, you know, she's kind of lame <laughs> in the game she's from. So, lame Yeah. So, neat. So, since you already went into it, so uh, I guess we'll go more into it with uh, your shirt. 
Fuck, why, why can't I say it? Yoshi Nori Ono. Thank you. Anyways. <laughs> so, uh, go ahead, Mike. Talk more about it. Well. He's leaving Capcom. Yes. Probably so, worked. <laughs> well, that, that's almost a guarantee. Uh, he, I remember years ago, he, uh, he came out mentioning that he was like, I think he had like some kind of break, nervous breakdown or something based on how much work he was worked. Uh, or something, or something else. Related Capitalism, to that. Mike. I don't know. Yeah, I know. Apparently, done right. never done nobody wrong. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so, um, I like him a lot as far as an ambassador to you know for the the fighting game brand that they've had for a long time. He's always been a, a great uh, when he's appeared in person, you know, at events and things like that. Um. And I, and I think he had a p- very positive uh, impact on the, f- the fighting games at Capcom in the last 15 years or so that he's been doing that. But I do think uh, also I don't... A lot of people, and somewhat me as well, to some extent, depending on what decisions have he's influenced for and how he's influenced uh, the fighting games that come out of there, I actually really am... Ha- glad actually in a lot of ways that it's going to be s- new people with a fresh perspective you know putting uh ideas into what we will see out of that fighting game uh division if you will at capcom so because you know right now currently this whole generation capcom's only really put out uh outside of like re-releases of older games we've only seen street fighter 5 as the new game the one new game that they've put out in the, in the genre. And I definitely would like to see new things, whether they're from older or f- forgotten, you know, more forgotten uh, properties in that genre that they've used to make, or if it's just completely new stuff, that'd be great too. Or just bringing a new perspective of Street Fighter with Street Fighter Six in the future. That'd be nice because uh, Ono's uh, influence is, uh, is a bit stale at this point. I would say. Yeah, I agree. Too much one person's vision and you eventually just want something a little different. But yeah, good good brand ambassador, absolutely, 100%. Well, since you were talking about uh, uh, his place being stale, I think I blame the uh, little Blanco figurine he has carrying around. <laughs> <laughs> It's an uh, ever-present, that's for sure. <laughs> all of his, all of his, all the times he ever is uh, appears in photos, it's always with that thing. Yeah, like like granted, I'm not much of a fine game person. I do like you know playing some of the games, like Soul Calibur and what have you, for example. But every time I see like footage of uh, Yoshinori, you know, like he just he just has a lot of like charm to him. Oh yeah, I agree with that. You know, Definitely. Like, you know, like especially when he reenacted that one scene from the Street Fighter movie. <laughs> oh yeah, that was great. That, that that was that was so cute. But but yeah, so it's you know like, I mean, good good on him to uh, you know pursue other you know other endeavors, whether it's in the industry or elsewhere. So, I mean, yeah. 
Some some parts will be of him will be missed. Some won't. Depends. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, next article is uh, about Epic Games uh, wanting its own app store on on the App Store. I think that's how you put it. <laughs> and uh, they had this mock of the of um. Let's see. The um, the old Apple, uh, uh, nineteen eighty four, yeah, ad. commercial, the the old Macintosh ad. The yeah. difference, it's like, but here it's like they're uh, they're basically uh, you know, I, I, I try to remember what I was thought of when I saw it, but it's like them saying, oh please uh, give us um freedom to charge you i don't know it just like it felt uh, i don't know what to say about it now but it, it felt forced on right thank you yes yeah like Help i never me I, out, yeah, people <laughs> yeah so come to my rescue I, I i heard some things about this you know like the the ad in question um and and like I never saw it myself, but I'm like reminded when Valve did something similar when they promoted Steam on Mac like ten years ago, mm-hmm. where like it was still the same screen, um, uh, but it was like a mix between that and um, no, it was actually no, they were actually um, they were actually doing a mock-up of the Macintosh ad from 1984 where they a- actually were where Mac Apple was mocking. 1984, we you know, with the athlete woman, you know, throwing something at the screen to blast it. So it was like Alex uh, from Half-Life 2 running, you know, throwing a crowbar at the screen. Right. Of course, so, everyone's like, got so, the parody. So, yeah, so Rez says, uh. I, never, I never saw it, so I don't get the context, you know, aside from being 1984. <laughs> Which, by the way, is not a really good book. <laughs> well, it's, it's always... Uh, well, I, I saw, actually... The movie from yeah. ironically 1984. That's actually pretty good. But uh, yeah, I um, saw that too. So, but but um, I actually saw a uh, local theater play of it, and it was god awful. Oh uh, well, don't watch the play then. But um, I <laughs> I, I just but feel anyway, like it's like it's like a it's a company saying, please free us from our shackles so that we can have our own shackles. Like that's what it felt like to me. Like, like they're like, like oh, it's so, uh, it's there's no freedom here on this platform, so we want to do have our own platform that you're probably gonna do the same type of bullshit. So it's like, because I mean, don't they already do that basically on the? Because they already kind of do have their own platform. Because they, they have do. the Epic they store. Have the Epic Game Store. Yeah, yeah. So it's like they basically are doing the same type of thing there. So. I just it's, that's that's the whole deaf ears thing that it falls on to me because it's like okay whatever. Yeah, in my thing, yeah, in my and who the fuck is... would play that Fortnite on fucking phones anyway? Like I don't understand that shit. Well, I from my understand a lot of people because I, I've seen actual gameplay footage of people actually playing Fortnite on phones, and I'm just shocked at how good they are. You know, like they're they're just as good as those playing on PC. It's ridiculous. I don't know. The mobile game market is weird to me. Uh they're, they're, I guess do what you do do whatever you want, but it's like play however you want. I don't really care, but 
Yeah. I'm just used to, you know, main consoles type stuff and yeah. The the one yeah, the one thing that's that has me curious about this is um so with Apple's stores, Apple gets a 30% cut uh from every, you know, purchase whether it's like a premium app or if it's through microtransactions. And, you know, with Epic, you know, saying that, oh, we're going to have our own store, you know, where they get all compensation. I want, it makes me wonder if they're going to do that with consoles, because if I, if I remember correctly, you know, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, respectively, you know, get 30% pay, pay cuts too. And like, say for like, and, and, you know, first you have to also pay a license just to have their games on the platform so so it does make me wonder if they're gonna have pull the same stunt on the console market which i don't know it's just it's just weird and you know but, but yeah and while we were you know going into deliberation about what we were going to talk about uh recently uh, epic announced that um that apple is planning on terminating all of you know all of the development tools um for them which could actually affect other developers using unreal uh for mobile apps um so they're also taking that to court um so again i don't know what's going on with uh, epic games right now like yes it's true that fortnite is their uh money maker right now but it's just for me it's like oh they just want more money um despite that, that's all this is to me you know, you know two, like, two huge hugely massively wealthy companies uh duking it out and i just don't have any give a shit about any of it <laughs> yeah that's that's how i see it too it's just yeah yeah whatever whatever and i mean it reminds me of like back in 20 i think it was like 2012 when the this comics digital store comicsology um had to, to deal with something similar with apple where you know because you know like when apple takes 30% of the pay cut you know that also lowers the amount that the publishers and the artists get you know with each sold so what comicsology did is that rather than make a fuss about it they uh decided to like oh let's just get rid of um uh purchasing your comics on the app and you just do it on our website the end yeah there you go i mean i do feel like that some app not everything but some apps for like what i use um if if it's basically, I look at it as if you're just if your app is just going to mimic uh, the mobile version of your website, what's the point? Just go to the mobile version of the website. That's what I always feel like when it comes to the uh, Wikipedia app. It's actually even worse than that because the last time I used it, which was years ago at this point, I couldn't even like copy and paste like a term and shit. I wanted to copy somewhere else. I'm like, uh, I'll just use your website. <laughs> so hmm, that's yep. interesting. Cause um, I, I mostly use the app, but the mobile app of that. But yeah, that's really interesting to look into. Well, you know, whatever you want. It's there if you want it. I don't want it. So there you go. Um, so let's go into uh, best controller of all time. Best controller. Yeah. 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 So this is one of those articles <laughs> where it's more of a who cares what they say on in the article. 
It's just to uh, get it going amongst us. So, best controller of all time. Hmm. Well, I like the Super Nintendo where it started. And the PlayStation just iterated on it and added shit to it. And uh, so, therefore, PlayStation controllers are the best of all time. Next. Uh. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't specifically. Sorry, I didn't specifically like say which PlayStation like, system had the best one because to me it doesn't matter. Go ahead. I guess I'll go first. <laughs> but yeah, well, I already um, did. I... I already went. I already went. <laughs> Too late. You can't go first. You can go second. <laughs> Unless I okay. choose Mike to go second. Okay, I'll go second first. How about that? There you go. <laughs> okay. The only time so, you go second is now. So. All right, so um, I will agree that the SNES and um, place the, 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 the DualShock, namely, well, for me personally, the DualShock 4 is my favorite of the PlayStation controllers. But, yeah, I do agree. I, I like those controllers a lot. And, you know, and speaking of SNES, um, I you know, I I actually have the eight bit though. You know, gamepad SF thirty. Basically, it's you know, it, you know, for those who don't know, eight bit though is a controller company. You know, they make fantastic controllers, by the way. Oh, I guarantee you, if anyone's listening to this show that we don't know about, they definitely know about that. Yeah. So so basically, we're not exactly yeah. mainstream over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, it's just you know, like. And, you know, and some of my favorite controllers, you know, um, you know, are, are are also ones from third parties. You know, ones that are made, they're from actually good companies like Hori and Apito. So, like, you know, on on the Hori side of things, like PS4-wise, like, they're, you know, they have, like, their wired uh, mini DualShock 4, which is, which, which is really you know comfortable like despite how small the size is it's really comfortable and it's very intuitive with what it does and and of course the fighting commander controllers are really good too um but yeah but it's but uh by going back to a bit though you know not just the snes um style controller which the one i have in my hand right now it has uh analog sticks um so i got that for a specific reason and I also have the SF. I, I don't know what the. Uh, I can't remember what the name is, but it's actually their upgraded version, and it kind of looks like uh, the classic controller pro, like from the Wii. Um, but it, but basically, again, it has like the two grips on the bottom, and and basically, you can actually do more with the controller, but like tweaking the button inputs and stuff so that you can play certain switch games or pc games with your respected bindings i i actually like that kind of customization so for me like when it comes to like controllers it's all it's just for me it's about the feel of the controller as well as if there's any multiple options for you to play it on but as, as far as like official controllers go yes snes um the PS4, DualShock 4, uh, and surprisingly, Switches, Nintendo Switch's official controllers um, are also my favorites. Um, you know, for their, for their respected reasons, obviously. But So, for me, I'm going to be boring and say the same old shit you guys have been saying. Yay! Uh, largely. Um, so, yeah, I would say the DualShock series in general is... Overall, it's been my favorite uh, first-party controllers. But once again, the DualShock 4, the best one of the bunch. Uh, 
Um, and uh, I like it so much that I got like, you know, I got a uh, what is it? <laughs> it's uh, it's an adapter for you know other systems by Brook, and uh, they have they basically have it out there for every thing ever. You know any. They have for a lot of older, really old systems now too, along with the uh, current systems and any configuration you want, going from any system to another system. But for lots of different ones. But uh, but uh, I have a uh, I have a Brook converter for PS2 that allows me to use PS4 and PS3 controllers. So so I use a DualShock 4 instead on my PS2 now to play stuff on there. Um, and outside of that, I would say for digital controllers for like my fighting game obsession, it's it's got to be uh, Hori uh, Fighting Commander. Um, just has a really good D-pad and good buttons on it. And outside of that, outside of that, that of course it's the Saturn, the Sega Saturn uh, uh, standard controller that. That's really good too, of course, but it's not yeah, quite yeah, as good. Yeah, I, I first had not... the Saturn controller was really good. Um... It is. Um, it's not quite as good as the the Hori one now, just because the Hori one has uh, has a uh, six face buttons, but also has four buttons on the on the top as well. Now that means that uh, it effectively doubles. You know, like two of the buttons on the controller are. are uh, duplicated on top but but uh, there is a switch on it or physically where you can switch it to so that the uh the buttons are not the button the, the extra buttons are uh then the uh, l3 or r3 buttons so that you can actually and if a game lets you map those as well then that means you have two more buttons individually uh from the others so you have a total of eight or i'm sorry i do math wrong ten <laughs> <laughs> uh it's actually maths yes maths mm-hmm. <laughs> so i would say those are my favorites and of course you know always love that super nintendo controller as always so that how stuff. about that n64 controller guys no how about <laughs> never i agree fuck that controller <laughs> that and gamecube <laughs> as, as, say, I, take as the I, gamecube with you yeah as as mentioned in one of the 50s when i was I guess last time there too. Uh and Okay, so um there's a feature on nintendolife.com about GameFan magazine and some of the staff members that were there and to me the staff members that talked about their time there are the exact three that you expect. <laughs> if you know well there's think. one um, there's one omission that I I have a f- I can't imagine they didn't try to reach out to him which is Nick DeBar or oh. Nick Rocks as he was known uh-huh. at the magazine under the pseudonym he used at the time uh, I'm not that I, I, I have a feeling they definitely uh, reached out to him and did not get him to respond probably <laughs> in time for it maybe uh but uh, the people they did get is uh, Molly Patterson, which she was uh, she was at the magazine other than the name Shidoshi when I was reading. Uh, 
um, and a few others there. Ryan Lockhart, which I don't know if he had a pseudonym in the magazine because I they don't mention it here, so I don't remember. Because uh, and also was that it? Was that anything Casey else? Lowe. Casey Lowe, that's right. Casey Lowe was a Takui in the magazine. He mostly did uh, what I can remember at the time. He did the uh, the even though they did uh, a lot of uh, Japanese gaming coverage in the magazine, uh, he specifically was there to mention things, uh, mention like gaming news out of Japan, not just about the games that were imported or you know. And did reviews reviews of that stuff. He was also the the news guy from from stuff coming out of Japan. So I see. So, um, so basically, but, report colon. A what now? Report colon. The report mobile. Yeah, report. Oh. Yes, the report. The report mobile. Can't believe you forgot yes. about that. Absolutely. <laughs> um. So I have a history with this this magazine. Uh, I think my my initial first ever uh, first ever issue was one I still have. It's uh, from late 1994, and the magazine started in 1982, from what I remember. And uh, uh, but I didn't subscribe at that time. Um, I didn't subscribe and I didn't really buy any many issues back then. It wasn't until like there was a um, when I there was a time when because I because I at that time in '94 I, I was already subscribed to Nintendo Power for since the early 1982, um, and I was still too much in the mindset of you know oh Nintendo's the only is my that's where my loyalties lie you know so at the time so <laughs> so i didn't think i needed anything else so i i mean i did pick up egms i did pick up other magazines from the newsstands decently often i never like got them like in or in order or anything and i didn't subscribe to other ones at the time but i did get a lot of them but because uh, you know video games you know it's gotta 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 read about them but gotta uh have them. Gotta have them and read about them. So, but uh, as far as what I was actually reading regularly, it was Nintendo Power. But there was a time a few years later, in late '95, when I got a PlayStation. After they delayed the N64 one too many times for my liking, and I was like, eh, you know, this is, this non Nintendo thing could be could work out, you know. <laughs> so, uh. And it did because I've been a PlayStation fan ever since. Uh, but uh, but when I got a PlayStation, I was looking for a different magazine to subscribe to because obviously Nintendo Power is not going to cover PlayStation. So, and also I was getting kind of sick of the. Uh, if it had gone the way that it should have gone, it would have definitely covered PlayStation. Why? Why would it do that? Super Nintendo add-on. Duh. Oh yeah, that's right. I didn't. Understand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, duh. So, um, so I did. I did a, a resubscribe to Nintendo Power for another year through 1986, shortly before I got a PlayStation. So, so there was that last year of the magazine that I was, where I was like, I had it coming, and I still read it, but uh, you know, I was like, 
didn't didn't serve me very much. Whatever, bro. I moved on. Yeah. So, <laughs> so sometime in so in the first half of nineteen ninety six, I was looking for an, a different magazine to subscribe to, and outside of like knowing about you know other ones like EGM and such that I already was getting once in a while. Um, at that time, I was like getting a bunch of different magazines and like deciding. And I decided on Game Fan uh, at one point during that year. And a big part of it was because, you know, they they definitely had, it wasn't necessarily the, the most professional one, but it definitely had the biggest passion for, uh, for games in general. And it was really obvious. So, and I liked it a lot at the time. So uh, that's what I went with. And, um, I would have I would have like subscribed for more than just that one year, but during the year that I was subscribed, there was issues that they didn't get me, <laughs> like that people missed. And then, as an apology to that, because they knew about it, they they uh, automatically resubscribe, like lengthened my subscription for like another year. Uh, and I'm sure they did that with a lot of people, if not everyone. And even with that ex- year extension through 1997. I still and into into 1988, they still missed issues. <laughs> what the fuck are my issues, motherfucker? But of course, they didn't. They didn't re. They didn't extend it further after that. So, so uh, I have all the issues still to this day of my run with Game Fan, with including the uh, you know well not including the ones that they uh, they missed. So, so if you look through my issues, you 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 would see a run of like doing fine then. Every so often there'd be one missed, and then it extends into through 1997 into 1998, and then of course there's still missed issues there too. So, which is funny because uh, yeah, the same thing happened when I subscribed to the very last 12 months of another Dave Halverson uh, game magazine in the 2000s. It was Play Magazine, um, where uh, should have known better. I, yeah, the funny thing. <laughs> you had history, funny thing, and he decided, let's roll the dice again. <laughs> yeah, the funny thing is with that one is that uh, is that the same thing happened. They missed issues. <laughs> but that comes that with time, that comes with all the Dave Howerson joints, dude. Don't you know that? I I suppose that's it's one what, of the main features. Experience. Whether you yeah, like I it guess. or not. But the difference is that time. At that time, I actually did get all the issues. By every time I missed one, they missed one. I actually just come, I messaged them through their website, and they sent it like really fast. <laughs> the replacement issue every time. So, uh, so that that's that. that so I actually have all of the last twelve months. Of Do you ever that. message them and say, "Hey, you, you missed it like you did in your game fan days." <laughs> <laughs> no, I never said that, but maybe I should have. You should have. <laughs> it was funny. Like now, but, uh, it's still funny. Yeah, and it's funny. In the same, it's also very Dave Halverson is to to uh, just uh, end the magazine with no notice. Yep, that's true. and that's what that's what they had. That's what they did with Play Magazine too. Because I, I literally have the exact last twelve months of the of the magazine's existence. And when I got my last issue, even though I didn't didn't resubscribe, I didn't expect it to just end up not dying like with no notice and that's what happened i found out after that fact it was like oh it's this was the last issue hey, i have a question <laughs> like, uh, 
did they what was coming up in the suppose of next issue that they didn't do i don't know i'd have to i'd have to look at it i still have them so <laughs> but I, I don't remember but so yeah yeah i liked game film a lot overall uh they definitely were a little too uh sometimes their passion was a little too uh too much uh you know with especially with their scoring system which i found out in play magazine through dave halverson's uh one of his uh um uh editorials uh at the front of the magazine and play magazine that's uh basically i found out what it sums up is that his scoring is basically the stupid i don't know how to do a 10 scale so i think seven is the average score for a game <laughs> I think seven is mediocre because I don't know what ten is. What's a ten scale? So, wow. so, really? so when you go, yeah. Well, I mean, he didn't say that, but that's that's what it boiled down to. He ain't the only one um, that acts like that. Oh, I know, I know. That's why I'm, most people do it already, because they're uh, so used to they're so used to being in school and grade school and high school are always you know seventy percent average. But the only yeah, reason well, that's you, the case there is because they want you to be smarter than the average. They don't want your average to be stupid and fifty percent. So. Yeah, sense. and I'm well, unless, unless like... if you're in a charter school like I was, and sixty is considered a complete failure. <laughs> but, but but likewise, no charter so... schools are a complete failure. But anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so so I ended up uh, I ended up uh, applying the idea that basically just take their scores and the old game fans down by two two uh points and you get the real score <laughs> for the most part <laughs> so if you see like an if you see like an uh uh well they, ha- they actually have a screenshot here of yeah of one of on this article of uh if you scroll down enough there's a there i think there is scroll down enough maybe it's on page two let's find out dun, 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 dun. yeah there it is there's a screenshot of there's a a, a shot of uh of the the viewpoint, I mean, you can't see it. it says that if you don't already know of, but it has, it's, it's a bunch of little boxes next to with scores on them. Uh, that, that's how that game fan did it. That's a, they did it similar to EGM where they had but little boxes with blurbs of reviews and a score. Now they did it out of a hundred. So it's effectively, you know, a 10 scale essentially, you know, with lots of decimal points. So, when I when I see that there's Resurrection Revolution is one of them in the screenshot, and you see the uh, first person there, uh, which was went by the name of E Storm. That's Dave Halverson, by the way. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's the best so, game ever. It's a ninety. Yeah. So I'm sorry, but you know, Resurrection Revolution was just a really minor upgrade to the original. Revol- Ridge Racer on PlayStation. So, 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 just take two off of that, and it's a seven. And and I would agree. Then I would agree with the score. <laughs> <laughs> so, just as an example. Um, or it could be a four L six based on your uh, rating system. That's right. My my defunct now rating system that I don't <laughs> use because I don't use rating systems anymore, at least for video games. I don't know. I don't know. As far as that, real quick aside. As far as that's concerned, uh, I kind of just like a few years ago. I just at one point I just snapped in my head and I was just like, you know, I don't want to do that anymore. And I just didn't. I stopped. Uh, <laughs> now now you're just why. like, uh, like it, hate it, trash it. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> um, 
yeah. So, uh, yeah, the, the the magazine was uh, it's very it's appealing. It was appealing to me at the time, and I also realized didn't realize it at the time. But a lot of the a lot of the uh, people writing for it, like Nick at the time, Nick Debar, Nick Rocks, and uh, and Molly, aka Shidoshi, uh, they were basically my age when I was reading it. They were working for a magazine, and they were like in their mid-teens. Oh my just god! Like I really? I think that was kind of somewhat common. Like also maybe at Game Pro as well. I don't know. Mm. It's especially with the ones that like 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 Game Pro, Game Fan used pseudonyms and avatars, you know, for their and didn't use real names in most cases. Um, and using '90s uh, slang. '90s slang. <laughs> well, it was well, the '90s. Yeah. As yeah, as about to say it was the '90s. Uh huh. Yep. So and there must be time I'm, for I'm just I'm just I'm just floored by this story regarding the spiked coffee. <laughs> yeah, there, there's a lot of. I mean, oh that, that's God. nothing for me to say about that because I obviously wasn't there, but I've heard this stuff before because especially the one with the the uh, the uh, the part with the where they. Uh, were when it came to being cashing their their pay their paychecks, they had to like race to the fucking bank because it may have money in there and they maybe they'll get paid this week or something. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's in it's in the article. That is, uh, that is here. crazy. I've I've heard a lot of this stuff prior. There was this uh, because they're like oh, quite a long time ago. There was this. Uh, uh, a lot of this stuff was uh, made known on originally for me and other people on a not on a f- uh, message board slash forum that I was a part of, but I did go to it one time when I heard about how there's this long thread about this kind of stuff and about the old game fan days, about the people who were there and who were posting about these kind of incidents. And some of this stuff was actually mentioned in that really long thread about this stuff at the time on whatever form it was, which may still be there and it may still be able to be combed through if you really want to waste your time. <laughs> so uh, I did, I actually did waste my time combing through at the time because there was no other, no other place where I heard this kind of stuff. So I like read it a lot and went through it and I was like, really? This shit really happened? These fucking crazy people, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> fucking God. But apparently so, so. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So, seeing, so again, I've, like, I've never read Game Fan. I've never heard of it until I, you brought it up, like, many years ago, because I was more of an EGM uh, reader. Um, and, and, and again, and, and I tried to get into, like, Game Pro's uh, magazine, too, and I just, it just never stuck with me. Um, oh. What? You got but, but, the Spurge, my Game Pro? What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't give a fuck. <laughs> what, what, I'll disparage your Game Pro, you stupid idiot, and I was there reading it with you. <laughs> what, did I oppress you? Is that what's going on? <laughs> no, you're impressing me. I have all my, my issues, I think, for my... I might have one missing, but uh, I have a, t- a decade's worth from 94 to 2004. Or roughly there. That's longer than I ever subscribed to any game magazine. Mm-hmm. The most, the most still was for me was it was a uh, was a uh, the 1992 to, through 1996 Nintendo Power was the longest. Yeah, 
I uh, subscribe to anything. Yeah. Because after because after Game Fan, uh, after my uh, did I get the issue or not of Game Fan subscriptions? Um, I didn't resubscribe after that ran out, and I didn't really subscribe to anything until Play Magazine <laughs> with that last year I mentioned. Uh, much later, and that ever since then it's been nothing. So. Yeah, like for me, like EGM, I there were times that I wanted to subscribe to them, but I was just too stupid uh, to not do so. Uh, so I just basically would do it the old-fashioned way, just go to go to go to my bookstore to get the latest issue, and I mm-hmm. did that from two thousand two to two thousand nine. Well, I got some old-ass issues from the nineties on EGM stuff. I, yeah. I know. I, I even have a. a a really shitty, shitty uh, Street Fighter Three cover with the Ryu looking poorly drawn. <laughs> I still have it. It's really bad looking. It's yeah. pretty. It's a pretty infamously bad cover that they had. I don't remember if it was EGM two or EGM original, because I don't know if you know this. They had an EGM two in the nineties. At the same time, they had the original EGM, and it was done by the same people. Largely. Yeah, yeah. I kind of yeah. heard about that. Um, but uh, but no, I. I wasn't like I was, I because was it like short lived or something, or was it just ongoing coinciding with the original EGM? It was it was ongoing with the, with the oh. original one. It was okay. the same. It wasn't very long lived, yes, but uh, but there was a time there where uh, in the nineties where video game magazines were so you know just successful in and of themselves, just existing that uh. Yeah. That the publications were were able to get so much advertising money. That's why like issues from then that I still have are like so thick. They're like three hundred plus pages because they had they they were able to sell so many ad spaces because that's just how successful they were at the time. And and that's in part also why uh, sister publications like EGM two were just like put out there because they could. <laughs> Because yeah, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, you know, back when they were tubular and balling. That's right. Nineties. And... Oh, by the way, I, I have an old nineties EGM with uh, Anthony uh, Ernst. Uh, you know, twenty-four bit AJE. What his name is on Twitter? Oh, I know what his name is. You don't have to. Tell yes, <laughs> he's. I I he mentioned that he was in one of. In this specific issue of EGM or EGM two, whatever it was, uh, where he got a letter or something in there published, I don't know if it was a code for something or whatever, where they would put someone's name in there if they published their their t- hot tips. Um, but I do have the issue that that he got published. In. <laughs> nice. I did. He 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 showed the uh, the cover for it a long, many years ago. And I was like, wait, I have that one, and I did. I do. I looked it up and. Pulled it out and I physically went to the page and I saw his name on there. I was like, "That's pretty funny." <laughs> Way before I knew him, he I already knew him somewhat, kind of, sort of, not really. That was pretty funny. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. But yeah, so. But I think probably after Nintendo's last issue, um, you know, when I bought that, that's when I just stopped giving a shit about gaming magazines because that was like around the time where gaming editorials in newsstands were a thing of the past and so you can just get that stuff um you know online and stuff but yeah 
yeah my my, my big uh uh probably my biggest uh it's probably GameSpot.com or when it was VideoGames.com. <laughs> yeah, on. yeah. <laughs> that uh, that got me. That there was basically probably mainly that site that like kind of got me feeling like I didn't need a physical magazine anymore, you know, for this stuff. So yeah, even though I still bought them once in a while and I did subscribe, like I said, to play for the last year uh, at one point, but uh, that was. Yeah, that was it was sites like that that I just felt like over time I just didn't need them anymore. Yeah, same here, same here. And if it wasn't for GameSpot, if it wasn't for for GameSpot, I wouldn't have heard of the two of you and others. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, but but nowadays I don't list, I don't even read gaming gaming um, articles anymore. Thankfully, I have like two Twitter accounts that I follow that just tell me what the article is about. One is up. Uh, one Twitter is called uh, Save You a Click Video Games, where it mentions like an article that gives you like a clickbaity, um, <laughs> like there's like a screen cap of an article sh- showing, oh, it here is this, click on it, and then and then the Twitter's like, oh, I'll tell you what the article is about. You don't have to like go there for traffic money and stuff. And then the other <laughs> one is uh, poorly aged things, which the Twitter uh, profile pic is a picture of Blinks the cat from the <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's funny because it actually works with the account itself because over time well basically the account is just like sh- sharing um, like screen caps of things that are now considered poorly aged but the thing that's funny which is not funny at the same time is that there are other accounts that you know that parody that you know account like context uh, of um poorly aged scenes and context for context of poorly aged scenes you know there's basically this whole unit this whole blinks universe <laughs> of all these poorly aged accounts just you know going into conversation with the main account in question despite the fact that they have nothing to do with the original person who runs that account but no at the, but those are like the two accounts that I go to just just to keep up with gaming news because I don't have time for that anymore. <laughs> you know, like I mean, I, the most gaming news I do now is RSS feed off of a few sites, and that's it. I don't actually go to websites to look at it. I just use the usually just look at my RSS feed, and that's good enough. And and the best part is that you're not paying monthly fees. You're just like, oh, I have this all in one uh, integrated system. Mm-hmm. I love my because, integrated systems because I need to expand my reading comprehension, despite not wanting to read comments from toxic assholes. <laughs> oh yeah, I definitely don't go for comments. I don't care about. About that stuff. Yeah, I, 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 at this point, no one should. Because... I use my ad blocker to block the uh, comments on YouTube videos from even loading. It's a wonderful world. You should get on it. <laughs> I don't even have to. It's not that I would accidentally. It's not like I would scroll down anyway to even look at them. But if you know, if you're one of those people that would accidentally look at it and go down a dark rabbit hole of looking at a bunch of them, then 
that's the best way to fucking avoid it. So uh, we're off to the uh, wrestling world now. You ready for wrestling? I'm ready for wrestling. Let's do some wrestling. So much good wrestling. Mm, wrestle, wrestle. Um, well, I am going to be out of here. So you two enjoy uh, dangling in the rain or whatever you kids call it these days. I want um, someone dangling in the ring. Yep. Yep. So, so again, <laughs> uh, so again, um, thank you for having me be on here, even though it's been three years. So with that, I'm going to go back in the rabbit hole that is Mike's uh, dungeon in the world in the land of Mansfield. So, so I'm going to be seeing darkness for another three or more years until I'm being told to be on the next guest appearance. <laughs> All right, well, thanks for coming well, on. Yeah, see you then. Yep, bye-bye. Bye. So, uh, that was, uh, I was actually thought he was going to stay on, but anyways. Hey, Mike, <laughs> did you know uh, McMahon forgot that EC3 used to be on his shows? It wouldn't surprise me. Um, to quote... Um, AC3 to uh, apparently from what someone remembered when he was told they said he said I think Vince McMahon had no clue I actually heard one time that there was a meeting and were, and they were watching Impact and I come out and I don't even remember who told me but somebody in creative and Vince was like who's this guy we should get him they're like Derek Bateman which is the last name he was used before he showed back up. And he's like, mm-hmm. who? <laughs> really? Wow. Uh, doesn't shock me, actually. I mean, if you don't care about the guy, you don't remember him. Even if you own the company. Because those plebes down there, you know, they wrestle or do something. I don't know. Yeah, things. Wrestle. And wrestle. And wrestle and wrestle and wrestle. Or, or you mean, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, I'm just going to go through some of these quick ones. Uh, uh, here's, a, here's, a, here's a super uh, a couple seconds thing. Evolve progress at WXW and ICW shows being added to WWE Network on the 15th. So, that was two days ago. There, that's all I'm going to say about that. Congratulations. Just read the headline, huh? Yeah. Ha ha ha. Ha ha Might as well read this headline, too. Dwayne Johnson, part of a group that purchases the XFL for $15 million. And I just, I just... That came out of nowhere because I'm like, who would want to buy that? You know what I mean? The second go around failed again. Granted, more or less, le- less their fault this time and more of the pandemic problem, but still. It's like, why would you want that brand? Why? Mike, tell me. Why would you want that out of XFL? I wouldn't. Oh, so that's the right answer. Why does... Yeah, I, I, did, I did see that news at one point. I was like... Well, what? Right. What, what, who would think that that's a like? When was this ever so Viable. such a worthwhile right. like brand that it's 
I just don't. Yeah, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense. What's he going to do with it? Make his own? Also, also try to do an XFL? <laughs> what What else would you buy it for? I you have know? no idea. It makes no sense. We'll see what he does with it. They do with it. Whoever they are. Um, yeah, I don't understand, but whatever. Obviously, the reason it went through is because Vince is like, I need to make money off it somehow. <laughs> At this point, selling it is better than anything, and I, and I know the people that I'm selling it to, so there you go. So that's that. Um, New Japan, Anderson KOPW Championship. Uh, it's I read through it. It's, it looked very stupid and very unlike their company. And I actually don't know anything about this, so apparently you know more than me. Are you fucking kidding me? I'm not joking. Wow. <laughs> this is coming up soon. Um, yeah, I know it is. Summer yeah. Struggle is going to have it. Uh, let's yeah, see. I'm actually going to watch the... Uh, I'm going to watch uh, next weekend's uh, Summer Struggle. I know they've been doing, like, you know, shows on this tour, but I'm watching. I don't know if it's the last one or if it's one of the last ones or the main one, but it has a a title match with uh, Evil defending his titles, so. All right, Mike, I'm going to explain it, and hopefully it's not a struggle to understand it. (laughs) Yeah, I hope not. I said I hope not. Uh-huh. Yeah, I have a message from Danny, so sorry. Uh, the inaugural KOPW champion will be decided after matches held on the 26th of this month, and A-Wrestles are going to compete for singles matches, and then the finals will be a four-way. And they get to decide their own rules, a two-out-of-three falls match, ladder, steel cage, etc. So, in other words, a lot of gimmick matches that are Un, unusual for their company. I can't remember a lot. I can't remember. I don't remember if I've ever seen a fucking up to that recent Texas death match or whatever that involved um, people. John, John, John Moxley and uh, and 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 Lance Archer. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> uh, and that was even recent. That was like at the beginning of the year. <laughs> yep, I know. Yeah. So that's how far you got to go back to find any. Uh, it says here, fans will be the deciding factor in which wrestler stipulation stands. The winners of the respective four matches are going to advance the four way. I said that already. Um, the title can be defended until the end of the year, and match stipulations will be voted on by fans, individuals. Who the individual who is the champion at the end of the year is going to receive a trophy and the entire process will restart next year. Yeah. So, sounds very weird. stupid. I don't I don't personally feel I'm not feeling this because they don't need another championship. <laughs> Let's just say. Um No, they don't. They because they I feel like they definitely need they need to shed some of their championships like at the very least, they need to get rid of the six-man never championships, and they need to get rid of the the uh, junior the junior tag championships because it's completely worthless. Uh-huh. All those, and in fact, if you asked me, I'd go a little farther and 
maybe even get rid of the never openweight championship and uh, as well. They, they need to get rid of a lot of things. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like uh, having the, uh, the heavyweight title, the IC title, the US title, and the junior singles title is good enough. Like, I don't need any of the other stuff. Right. As much. I agree. Now, the only the only one I would I would say maybe you can keep is the never open weight singles title. Right. Because, uh, you know, my boy Shingo Takagi has it right now. Uh, so, you know, don't hate that. And usually it leads to really good stuff happening. So that's the only one I would, I would be like, yeah, I guess you could keep that, but we definitely don't need this new one. That's for sure. <laughs> don't need it. All right. Uh, we'll do a little fun one here to break up the monotony. Uh, 10 Japanese stars you didn't realize competed for WCW and, the first one that shows up is Mako Satamura, which we saw recently, last couple of years at the Mayan Classic and WWE put on, and she was awesome then. So there you go. Yeah, absolutely. That is right. Awesome. <laughs> oh my gosh! Wow, that screenshot. That you... Shima. Shima. No, of a. Uh, That's it right there. Mako Satamura. Oh. Of that WCW Nitro. <laughs> I didn't know she was on there. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she looks, she looks very nineties there. Yep. Yep. Uh, uh two down is Shima. Yes. Thunder. Wait, Shima Nobunaga. <laughs> what? What's the Nobunaga for? Uh, oh, you've heard that name before. Cause it's, you know, Oda Nobunaga. Like what the hell is this shit? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't remember that at all happening. Of course not. It's probably like seen one it. time. That's the she thing. Most of these, most of these guys, most of them, you know, the point of the article is that they barely were there. Uh, yeah. Fun. I don't, yeah. Know. I don't know what else to talk about. So, those are the most recent. Two. Well, I, I do, I do remember uh, Akira Hokuto. Uh, she was like there in like '96, uh, wrestling Medusa for a few different times. But of course, Medusa had to win like every match. Right. Because, you know, why not, right? Ugh. Yeah. Cuz I I looked I looked back at those matches on the W network uh a year or two ago and I was like like and that that, that reminds me of a uh, of a uh, Bull Nakano coming in and just getting beat by her as well, you know, as Alundra Blaze constantly it was like why why <laughs> look at her look at her would you look at her just look at bill nakano she's crazy i love it i love her she's fucking wonderful why right. can't she get a win over here i don't know uh, why not tell me mike <laughs> i wish i could tell you so uh this next article that i'm gonna bring up is uh simply just uh how wrong they are i guess you could say and it doesn't make any sense it's the uh, wrestler and celebrity lookalikes article. Um, like uh, number nine, Jericho and Ramsey. Jericho and Gordon Ramsey. Like no, just no. No, they don't. They don't. They don't look alike. No, most of these don't. <laughs> Cesaro and Jason Statham. Jason Statham. <laughs> no, I don't. I understand why they're saying it, but no, just no, just not. Could you not for five minutes? 
Triple H and Sean Bean is the most laughable fucking shit ever. Come on, really? I totally didn't know. Totally looked the same to me. Matt, Matt, they're similar color of hair and they're similar facial hair in those shots. Means they're exactly the same. No. The five with Christian and then that actor or whatever the fuck his name is. Um, No, just no. And then the fucking Randy Orton and some fucking but don't you see soccer player, these, Matt? Don't you see Christian and Sebastian Vettel here? They, the the, the stills they use, they, they they they're smirking similarly. That means they look the same. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> <laughs> or, or Randy Orton and some this this uh Italian. Giorgio yeah. Giginelli. Yeah, there you go. Or whatever his name is. That sounds that's better than I'm trying, which is not. Uh, I, I have not for five minutes, let me tell you. What, what, um, what, 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 what about them looks the same? Nothing. Right. Nothing. Oh, you want a real laugh? Go down one. John Moxley what and Ed f- Sheeran. No. <laughs> Fucking God. <laughs> uh, uh, and John Cena and Mark Wahlberg, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Uh, <laughs> I'm going all in this again like I did the first time. CM Puck and Hugh. Why? What, what no. are you doing there? No, what's funny about that is that there was a phase where he had the fucking, like, where when I saw the way he shaved his mustache and shit and his beard, it made it kind of look like it was styled after Jackman from doing the Wolverine stuff. Yeah. But it's still, yeah, it's like, that. it's still, you still know who it is. It's not like, oh, all of a yeah. sudden, oh, that looks like Wolverine on my screen. Ho, ho, ho. Yeah, is this is Hugh Jackman? Christ. I can't tell. I think I can tell. I think it's pretty <laughs> obvious. I mean, come on. Really? Basically, they just found stills that... They found uh, uh, still images of each person, and they're like, see, they're kind of, not really. They're the same? No. Not at all. Not at all. Yeah, these are all bad. I never once caught myself thinking, man, you know what? Jericho looks a lot like Gordon Ramsay. I've never thought that once in my life. <laughs> right. I know. What so the dumb. fuck? That's a stupid fucking list. They don't let Jimmy look like anybody that you're doing. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny. Um, um, we'll go on to uh, TNA's uh, most embarrassing things to happen on their pay-per-views. <laughs> well, that's a lot of things I'll say um, let's see this one was Bound for Glory 2016 a blackout I guess that was obviously I don't consider that an embarrassment I mean you couldn't control it I guess uh, in the mid 90s uh, WWE had the same thing happen so it was somehow an embarrassment like, kind of dumb um, let's see yeah I remember that one Lockdown to 07, the electrified cage match. <laughs> That's an embarrassment. Because they're thinking you're going to fall for it. <laughs> Why? The Why lights flashed and they made noise. Yeah, it's not real. Oh my god. So they they really didn't electrify Obviously it. Obviously not, no. Okay. And, and what's funny is that they had the same cage for every match. You know, because it was that type of thing with that pay-per-view. And, mm-hmm. oh, to show that it's, for this match it was electrified, you know, they, of course, 
we turned on the power and you heard a surge and the lights, you know, dimmed for a bit. Like, oh my God. And then, and then there'd be times in the match where they would touch it and they wouldn't do anything. <laughs> and they claimed, oh, it's because they have those lead gloves on or some shit. Oh, stop. What about their feet? You didn't have them changed into lead boots or some shit. And they still were climbing <laughs> it anyway, like normal. <laughs> That's so stupid. It really is. It's the dumbest. Um... Uh, that same show had a blindfold grudge match. <laughs> America's Most Wanted against each other, Storm and Harris. Uh, they're trying to do their best uh, WrestleMania 7 impression, I guess. Yeah, I was about to say, that's the only one I've seen blindfolded, and I didn't even want to see that one. Oh, WB had another one. Uh, fuck, who was it? Jamie Noble and Nadia. Really? Yep. And I think it was only one person that had to be blinded. Okay. <laughs> really that makes no sense. Yeah, anyway, I, know. I don't want to see that shit. That's dumb. <laughs> oh, did he fall out of his wheelchair? Is that, is that what they're saying? <laughs> yes. I don't care. Don't care. I think I remember this one, oh, too, because no. this is during that time. That I was watching a lot was Bound for, Bound for Glory 2005 when the uh, X and the Ultimate X mats drops. I remember. I think I remember that. Yeah. I guess I still have a recording of that show. Um, let me get. Uh, am I mistaken? They they had to grab the stupid X to win. Yeah. Why couldn't they just have a the same old setup for the match, but just no stupid X to grab and just pin or pin or submit? Why can't we just do that? I don't know. It's easier. It's easier. Can't do that, Mike. Yeah. Huge red X. Uh, um, anyway. Number two, I also remember because it's uh, not long after I started to drop off uh, Hard Justice 20, 20, 2006. Uh, mm-hmm. There was actually, yeah, the fire went off and they had to vacate for a little bit. But they were still on pay-per-view, so they had to, they kept on showing it. It was wonderful. <laughs> The roof, really? the roof, the roof's on fire. Yeah. Well, it was. It was not. It was not so much they had a say in it, because like the uh, local fire department or some shit, you know, was like you have to vacate for a little bit. So. And the number one wonderful one, I brought. It's probably one thing that probably most people remember, if they saw it at the time, or even if you didn't see it, was the Victory Road 2011, where Sting defeated. Jeff Hardy really quickly because of how Jeff Hardy was not all there. And yeah. So I, I've seen I've seen the moment played back and yeah, yeah, it's pretty pretty embarrassing. Yeah, that definitely is embarrassing. Yep. <laughs> You're embarrassing, Jeff. You're embarrassing. Um. So, uh, despite the pandemic, Mike. Uh, Chris Jericho decided he would play his fucking band with around people with no masks on and crowded together, you know, as if the pandemic's not happening. That was a good yeah, decision. Was very stupid idea. So how many people uh, came out of that with COVID? Makes me wonder. Yeah, because I guarantee tons of people went in with it. Yeah. So all of That's them? That's all it takes is one. So all of them? 
I don't know about that necessarily, but all of them, all of them, all of them. When the possibility is one person can spread to fifty-one or some shit, then yeah, all of them. Yeah, I don't understand why uh, he would do this. Um, other than just being stupid. But so it looks like here he's making excuses for. Of course he is. Things like, oh, it was only available, only at fifty percent capacity venue. I'm like, it doesn't matter. You fucking retard. What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah, if I have it and you don't, and I don't have a mask on, and I get near you and touch you and shit, you're gonna get it. You gonna get it. You gonna get it. You gonna get that fucking disease, bitch. You gonna get that virus. Oh. Uh-huh. And then this is right before the next like night he was gonna he he went this was the last this was last week when they he was gonna face he faced uh, Orange Cassidy on TV so it's like right oh, after wonderful. that so probably gave it to a bunch of them too while well, this is possible and then you know his his excuses any excuse is stupid I don't give a shit you know like oh we want to do it well you can always cancel so sorry. Yeah, the only reason I want to mention the uh, one about uh, major TNT and management changes uh, uh, happened is because the main reason that they seemed to get their TV deal on TNT the way they did was because um, the the guy that left had been, uh, you know. He had kind of advocated for them or whatever the fuck have you. And he had been basically on their side and trying to get the, the deal done. Um, so just it basically reminds me of, you know, how even before they did, WCW did their, uh, even when they were doing their best ratings during like the mid, late 90s, um, mm-hmm. there were still executives in, at Turner that wanted to get rid of it. The wrestling. They didn't want wrestling. I didn't care how good it was, how successful it was. And the only reason it was basically there still was because of Ted Turner, because he wanted it. And who's going to tell him now, right? So mm-hmm. when they merged with AOL and shit or whatever the fuck, Time Warner at the time, and he's eventually ousted for whatever reason, obviously then they have nobody standing in the way to get rid of it. So this sounds like the same situation here. I mean, obviously there's no there's no like leaks or anything that say that anyone some people want it gone, but I wouldn't doubt it. Wrestling's always been a black sheep of the thing world anyway, so mm-hmm. wouldn't shock me. Any thoughts on that? Not really. I mean, it would be. It would be bad for them to lose it, um, but I don't know what to say. It's like, you know, I mean, obviously the biggest, well, the biggest problem overall might be, you know, as in for most things that, you know, the Rona so is going on, and so who knows, like, especially for for them and their promotion trying to be. Uh, 
trying to uh, grow and thrive when they're so young. So it's, but at the same time, what are you going to do when you got the Rona going on? So I don't know. It could be a problem, you know, the change of management, but uh, we'll have to see, I guess. Yep. All right, surprising to you maybe, but that'll be do it for us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right then. Uh, we will, uh, of course, be back in the future with another episode of the Wonderful Heart and Second Podcast with some space wrestling. Space wrestling. Yeah, that's it. That's what I meant. It's not space yes. wrestling. Space suplex wrestling podcast shit too. Um, so uh, we thank you, uh, Danny, for coming on for the first time in a while. And uh, and uh, and your scintillating conversation was very welcome. I am Matt. You are who, Mike? Well, you just said it. I am Mike. Yeah, that's and, true. Uh, you definitely are. Yes. <laughs> uh, heart archive.wordpress.com is where the uh, blog for this episode will reside and at heartnersagi on twitter I am heartnight on twitter what are you Mike? Nersagi704 on twitter cool I got games for sale there's a link on the in the, at the blog post buy my games should they buy your games Mike? yes I have a pinned tweet um, that goes to my sale page at uh, pricecharting.com. So neat. Check my stuff out. Yeah. Check my stuff out. No, check my stuff out. Oh, fine. Good. Uh, Glad we come to an agreement about my stuff. I, I'm, I'm, I'm just giving in. I'm not agreeing with you. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Bye.